Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the ALM podcast. My name is Nicole Morris, and I am the Marketing and Communications Manager for ALM. Recently, I had the fortunate opportunity to speak with Don McMullen and Tom Manti with Carillion Clinic. ALM Executive Director Linda Fairbanks was so excited to hear about Carillion's success in both employee retention and recruitment. To help share some of the ideas with others in the industry about how Carillion does so well with recruitment and retention, we decided to sit down and have a talk with them about what it is that they are doing different from many other companies. Tell me all about this program that you all instituted. Okay. Um... I'll let Tom kind of go over the evolution of how we got to where we are, but I'll start with saying the things that we're doing. Probably like most places, we have accommodations for immigrants and people that struggle with English. Mm-hmm. So we do like everybody, we do show and tell with the on-the-job on training. Uh, we use interpreters uh, for difficult concepts uh, on the job on safety, but also when we were explaining things like pensions, retirement, and taxes, always a difficult concept, taxes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You're a native speaker. Yeah. (laughs) We also try to go a little further. Um, We will assist them with social services forms. Um, They bring in uh, SNAP applications all the time. Uh, They don't know how to fill them out. We will assist them with that. Um, housing applications, anything to do with social services that we can help with, we will help them get through that. Um, Then we do immigration forms, Um, and that's me, and I'll do, I'll help them with citizenship forms. That's a big thing, which I'll I'll come back around to in another minute. Uh, Green cards, and green cards, as long as they're uh, straightforward, which most of our people are refugees, and once once they're a refugee, doing a green card application is is relatively simple. So we'll do those. We also will do green cards for asylees. So we've we've had people from Honduras and other places that once they've got their asylum papers taken care of by an attorney, we can do their green card for them. And that saves them a lot of money. And we do it right here in house so they don't even have to make an appointment to do it. We also do travel documents and very rarely we will help them to get a family member here. So that's there's stipulations with that one. Yeah. Um, So um, I think Linda was telling me that you all have a set employee that takes care of all that. Or is it just the company culture that everyone works together to get it done? That's me. <laughs> oh, you're the you're the set employee. Okay. I'm the only okay. one. Yeah, I do them okay. not just for people at the laundry, but I do them for people within the organization. What were you doing before this all started? And was it your idea to morph this into a position or was it higher ups or did you, you know, how did the idea come about? I'm going to let Tom talk about what was going on before I came here. He's done. I'll jump back in and, and tell where I was before I came here. Okay. We, before Don was here, we had a employee that was teaching in it. We had done a number of rounds of what was called ESL, which is English as a Second Language. However, the problem with ESL was many of the employees were getting to the end of the ESL. They graduated and it just stopped. There wasn't any further progression, but ESL as it was, was just basically teaching survival English. Right. Well, 
after Don came on, he noticed the need for more. And he had been helping some of the people with some other forms, and that was noticed. And when it was noticed initially, Don says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that here. And um, the director basically came out and said, hey, no, continue. In fact, this will help us in employee retention. So from that, it went to, we're no longer teaching ESL, we're teaching English. At one point, we had three to four different classes going on at the same time throughout the day. I mean, we had it. We have had a very basic English or an advanced English. We've had reading and writing of English and a complete another class for citizenship. So it'd be like four classes that'll go on throughout the day. And depending on where people are at, depends on where they come. So that's kind of the where it started and how it Don saw the need for it and kind of took over and said, let's let's see if we can make this big better. So to circle around, before this, I was um, I was doing sales. I had been a sales manager and um, I had traveled a lot and was tired of that. So I came here and I was selling uh, uh, woodworking machinery. And I was actually doing that and started volunteering to teach English. And I picked up the classes here almost by accident because I think Amy couldn't do them anymore. And I said, sure. So. It's a series of accidents in a way, but uh, worked out real well for all of us. Kismet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you all have stats of what the turnover was before the program and then what it is now and that sort of thing? Don't know if we have the turnover rate, but I will say that the people that come through the ESL class, it, we've far, far less turnover because they're growing and they're growing and they're seeing potential for advancement even within the corporation because they see others advance, which is something that Don will get into in a little bit. In terms of retention, that's not a number. I, I wish we had that because we only have, we can only tell you stories on that. But right. um, what we do, and, and I'm gonna jump to our connections with the community because I think that's the biggest thing that we have. I taught at Catholic Charities originally when I started as a volunteer, and we've kept close ties with them all along, and they're the local organization that brings in refugees. So whenever they get somebody who moves on and they hire a new employment specialist, the first thing, the first place they visit is Carillion Laundry because huh. we're on the phone with them. We invite them over. We give them a tour. We tell them what we're doing. And usually the person before will tell them that we're their preferred place to hire people. So we have that as one uh, kind of arm of our community outreach. The other one is the immigration forms. And on that, I, I can give you some numbers. And this is just citizenship. This is not green cards, nothing else. This is only citizenship applications. And since 2011, 2011, I did one. It was the first one. But since then, we've done 46 employees for citizenship. We do their family members, 96 of them have been done and uh, for a total of 222. And 80 applications were from people within the community. So that's one of the things that Carillion has always been good about is we can bring people 
if somebody in the community wants help with a citizenship or green card application, I can take care of that for them. And boy, we are known for that. Everybody, every, probably <laughs> most of the immigrants in Roanoke know about Carillion Laundry. So huh. we're known and we're known as a really good place to work. They recruit their friends. Right, right. For us because, hey, not only can you come work here, but you can learn English and you can help with citizenship and things like that. So it's, they're, they're a, they become a recruiting tool for the laundry. And, and back to retention, and um, again, I wish I had numbers. We rarely had openings, and when we did, they were very easy to fill. All I had to do was let people know, and we had plenty of applicants. Probably five, seven years ago, we had so many people coming in, and I had no, we had no openings. So we sent them over to a competitor, and he actually called me and thanked me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, he hired a lot of them. He had a high turnover and that solved his turnover problem. And over the years, some of them have actually ended up working over here. Right now, I think we have three, three or four, three that used to work for him that have now worked their way over here. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So he's our backup. <laughs> yeah. 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 Certainly if we have openings, we want to fill ours first. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But I mean, that's, that's a great mindset, though, that it's just it's more about helping people and not. It is. Yeah. Not just, that right there is that that's the overall the overall thing. Um, that's something that Tom has said many times. I'll let you say it. <laughs> well, but that we're, we're here. It's not just about an individual employee. It's about really seeing them better themselves and seeing them grow. I mean, watching. Right the employee that goes from a a laundry operator and because we're a standalone building we are not atta physically attached to the hospital mm -hmm. it's it's a it makes it a little bit easier in the fact that if somebody doesn't speak speak any english we can still hire them yeah where if you're attached to the hospital and you're walking through the hall and you're wearing a badge that says Carillion clinic and somebody asks you where the where the um, cafeteria is, and you give them a blank stare. It doesn't work so well. Right. Uh, we have had many employees that have gone on and mo moved from uh, the laundry to team lead positions within the laundry to perioperative techs within the hospital, linen techs within the hospital, um, food service in the hospital. We've had a, what is the one that? Uh, We've got a nurse assistant over there. Yep. We've got clinical associates. Yep. And we did have one one nurse full, that she's gone on to a full-fledged nursing degree. That's awesome. And most of them, not all of them, but most of them would started here with no English. Yeah. Nothing. Wow. Okay. Now, this is all on their time. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's a key point. That's a key point that. <laughs> Okay. Their breaks, their lunches, and after work, um, their time. So we have a a select couple that are currently in positions where um, some additional English skills and some working with Don will help them in um, bettering their job that they're at, that they're on. Mm -hmm. uh, 
they got a promotion that they needed to know numbers more or something like, or had a difficult accent. And Don will work with people with that too. That's the other thing he does is he has had doctors that have come and said, hey, can you help me with my accent? And Don, yeah, we, we, we have had that. Oh, okay. So I, I work within the organization. Um, most of my time is spent here at the laundry but I do do other things. Okay. So when you hire someone, if they have no English and you're saying that they, you know, they're, they're learning these skills and, and learning the English and all of that on their breaks or lunches or, you know, after work times, how are you working with them within the laundry when they're not speaking English? Well, it's the show and it's the show and tell method. I mean, we're going to we're going to show them a, we're going to show them uh, the red button and we're going to show them what the red button does. Okay. We're going to show them that the this is if you need to stop this, stop the machine, this stops the machine. We're going to circle a stain and we're going to say and we're going to say no bad. And we show them where to put that. And then okay. uh, it, so we're, we, it's it's literally show and tell. Um, okay. And this all of the um, in services are. We will try to bring in interpreters for that initial in-service in so they make sure that they're getting, they're not getting the full hospital in-service because they don't need to know a lot of the stuff that's going that over at the hospital. However, they're getting a laundry in-service um, orientation for that initial hire when, as we're hiring them on. And that's an accommodation that Carillion made for them. Um, they, they realized that they actually came here on a Saturday to watch a group uh, of guys from uh, Central Africa come in for their in-services. And the guys, and we did not coach them for this because we'd have never thought of it. They showed up with suit jackets on and pressed pants uh, because they were coming for a, a school. It was important. Yeah. To them. That really impressed the director in uh, um, education, HR education, ENOD. And she got uh, some of the classes translated into different languages. We reworked them so that they were uh, specific for the laundry. So there's a, a very specific set of in-services and trainings for them for the laundry so that they get everything that they're supposed to get uh, just in a little bit more simplified format. Okay, very interesting. So like the only real additional cost to instituting all this is just having you on staff don and and you said that you're like within the hospital and everything either so it's yeah i work for human resources so uh, i think the laundry the way i'm not sure how they work it i think they pay a fee for human resources and i just happen to be here more than i am other places that's amazing that it sounds like it's just it it's so neat how it it came about so Kind of organically and and that it's been so successful i i keep thinking of that um when the tide rises we all rise or something like that it just seems like you know by helping everyone you ultimately help yourself i mean that's not necessarily the goal but it's it's shows how everything just kind of comes back around by helping everyone you help yourself the laundry industry throughout, even in the early when the America was first um, founded, whoever the most recent um, immigrants to the country 
that's where they found themselves working. So back in those days, it may have been the Irish or the whoever the most recent immigrant was. Well, that's still true today. So when you're, yeah, you're looking at the conflicts going on in the world, right now our, most of our employees are coming, are the, um, coming from Afghanistan. Afghanistan. The, the evacuees they, from Afghanistan. Right. And I will tell you, probably within six to eight months, we're going to be getting a bunch from Ukraine. So yeah. we we kind of you kind of watch where the conflicts are going on in the world, and those are your next. Eight. And these are refugees, not. Oh no! Yeah, they they have a different legal status the ones from Afghanistan because they were evacuated. Yeah. So it took us a little. We had. Uh, we had staffing problems like everybody else last fall for a short period, um, but mostly it was because our immigrant population was all working or staying home because of COVID, and we couldn't get any new ones. They were here, they wanted to come to work, but we couldn't get the paperwork done. Right. Um, but we did. We did. It all happened very quickly. And there's a what are the, the refugees versus? Yeah, these these are parolees. They were right. paroled. No, I'm I'm just saying as far as people just walking across the border. Yeah, they would be paroled. The, what are the what are those they refer to as parole? Okay. Yeah, refugee is somebody who's uh, done all their documentation and basically received asylum before right. they came to the United okay. States. Okay. So they and so they, these employees get very frustrated when they see people just walking across. Yeah. Because it's for them, they've done everything right. They've gone through the process to get here legally. And when they see, hear about the people just walking across, that frustrates them because they, and, but guess what? They're not working here because they're not, they don't have paper. documented, documented. Right. So, but if they get their documents, we, we have, we have had, we've had a few. Yeah. Yeah. That's We're all about that's, helping anybody that needs it. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's just really great. I, I think that that's awesome. I mean, so you all aren't facing, you all aren't dealing with the staffing shortages that so many are complaining about. No, um, I get calls all the time. In fact, the phone rang. Somebody wants, while we were talking, I got a message. I'm the son of Mongol. I want to meet you and talk to, talk about a job. (laughs) It never ends. Um, The kind of cool thing is um, the uh, vice president of this side over here. Uh, heard that the laundry was full and has asked me to see if I could place some people other places. So that's what we're working on right now. Um, a lot of the, the new people from Afghanistan have really good English. So we've been able to replace, we, we placed one already as a nurse assistant. So she only came to the laundry to talk to me. That's the only, the only pass through she did there. So yeah. we have more people than we have jobs, which is unusual right now, but yeah, to find uh, fill other positions where they might be able to work. Now that's not true completely with Carillion. Carillion has lots of job openings right now. Yeah, sorry about however, that. I, I meant yeah, to say laundry. However, <laughs> however yeah, the yeah. laundry, the laundry gotcha. is fully staffed, and um, like I say, they're going. We will help other departments try to get them fully staffed also. Okay. So, do you all have anything else to add to all of this, or? Yeah, just one more thing. Um, all of this, this came about very slowly and piece by piece. Mm-hmm. You're seeing um, quite a few years of just 
like you said, organic evolution, um, what we're talking about today. But one of the things that it has really created here is a sense of camaraderie. Um, we had a guy who was over here because he was interested in one of the positions. He's a little bit higher up at Carillion, and he marveled at how happy everybody was that works here. And just just to let you know, we have a lot of people that leave and come back. Okay. Um, we, I have one guy right now waiting on an opening so he can come back. And the other thing we have, which is probably unusual, people come by to visit. And we're not allowed to have them in the building, but like yesterday, we had a guy come by. He worked here for years and came with no English. Now he's driving a truck and he stopped by and people went outside to say hello to him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if that's... that's great. Typical at all laundries, but <laughs> no. <laughs> One of the things that we're doing right now is sometimes it's it's difficult to get new employees to come up and start taking the class because it's oh yeah I forgot about whether this. it's fear or it's just new or something like that. So we decided to go out and um, every time somebody gets a their citizenship Don will is usually there and we usually have a representative from the laundry who's also there during for the citizenship ceremony if it's in Roanoke now that recently they haven't been in Roanoke but they'll be back they'll be back um but we then take pictures of them with their certificate well we have put together a about 35 framed photographs that as soon as uh, our maintenance guy gets them on the wall, they're already framed and ready to go. Yeah. So when they walk down the hall, they're going to see people they recognize with their citizenship on the day they got their uh, they they took their oath. So it kind of says, "Wow, okay, I can do this too," because all of these people did. Yeah, that's really amazing. I think that that's great. I mean, I'm only you know, three generations removed from the boat myself. So oh, nice. my, gra- my great-grandparents <laughs> came over and didn't speak English when they came over. So we've worked here. We would have hired him. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to say he's the one who worked in a piano factory. But my, my great-grandparents learned English by my grandfather and his siblings coming home and from school and teaching them English. So that's, I think that's very typical even now. Yeah. Except yeah. people that work here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Those those with younger younger children um, that are in school, they tend to grasp onto the English faster mm-hmm. than if you're a if you're in your your middle age and all your kids are grown up, and when you get here, they struggle much. They they struggle more than the person who's um, young with kids because the kids are all coming home from school learning English and right. But thank you all again for your for your time. And it was really great speaking with you. I really appreciate it. Okay, we enjoyed it.